Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome everyone to the Heat vs. the World podcast. Uh, before we get into our details today, uh, let's welcome our guests. So none other, we got Miami Sports Junkie. Say what's up, Junkie. Hey, what's up everybody? Happy Saturday. And then to follow him, we got Quake. Say what's up, Quake. What's going, yo? what's going on, y'all? Quake at the Earthquake 3 on Twitter. Hope you've all had a great Saturday so far. And then we have a new member to the pod, um, Pierre LLC. Say what's up, Pierre. What's going on? What's going on? And then last but not least, another regular for the pod, Brian Young. Say what's up, Brian. Yo. All right. So without further ado, let's talk about the last game that he played in, and that was against the Celtics. How do we feel about that one, guys? Uh, who's going first? <laughs> Does it matter? Nah, yeah, you go. Oh, no, it doesn't yeah. matter. All right, I'll go first since I spoke. Honestly, I mean, the way we lost, it was kind of like, it sucked because, you know, a 6-1 point guard got an uh, offensive rebound. But like I've been saying, I really, I really don't, I'm not in no, like, you know, worried so much up until, like, the season just started. This season is going to be a mess up until late March, early April. Teams are either – they either played, like, not not too long ago they finished the season or a team haven't played in almost a year. So it's going to be rust versus, you know, being tired. So up until, mm-hmm. like like I said, up until, like, March, everything is going to be up in the air. Just look at the standings right now. Everything is a mess. It's not going to be like that at the end of the season. People, I mean, yeah, losses are not good. But then again, it really doesn't matter what, what seating you end up in as long as you make it into playoffs and just make sure you, as long as we're healthy to begin with. That's the main thing. As long as the team stays healthy, we'll be fine. All right. So not to disagree with you, but... uh I mean, I, I think that loss, you know, we had a, you know, a couple lucky little breaks there. You know, Duncan hit the three. Then uh, I think we got uh, another opportunity. Then Duncan got fouled, which was later ruled incorrectly. So we had like a nine-point swing, and we got back into it. But, 
What's more concerning is that we allow Boston to score 10 straight points at the end of the game. Our defense went flat at an important time of the game. Seeing, I'm, I'm extremely concerned. I know we're seven games in, and I'm always saying this, but I'm extremely concerned because somebody shared today that, you know, last year this team was 4-1. and one. They started the season. And obviously, when you start well, you finish well. And I'm seeing the team, like, basically two different teams. Even though I said, you know, Monday we played, like, a G League team in Oklahoma. And we, you know, we beat them easily. But then when we played the good competition in the East, Boston, who's still missing Kemba Walker, by the way. You know, we got we got beat, you know, and... Uh, I'm I'm extremely concerned as a Heat fan. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about it. I mean, I think that this season is so weird, you know, that it's just gonna kind of look like this. Um, I think it's important to to keep in mind that you know historically Heat teams have done better in the second half of the season. So I'm kind of for me, it's kind of like, what does this team look like going into the playoffs and I kind of trust them to fix some things. And if anything, like they're probably going to make a trade mid season and the team's going to look a lot different. So I'm not really, I'm not really worried about it. Plus their schedule is pretty weak through the next three games considering who's out. So, you know, they'll have some time to kind of figure things out and get together. But as far as the defense goes, I keep saying this, this is going to be, this is just going to be it with when, when you're playing Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic big minutes in the backcourt. You know, and they're guarding guys like uh, Jason Tatum. I mean, those guys are going to go off, and there's going to be nights where you know uh, you're going to have Tyler Hero on someone, and they're going to get they're going to get hot in the fourth quarter because he can't guard a, a, a traffic cone. So, you know, he's a good player. I'm just saying that, like, you know, defensively, that's not his thing. And if you're having him play big minutes, then you got to live with that. So it is what it is. Yeah, I don't think you can get an uh, accurate read on any team until 20 games in uh, this season. Uh, I think, obviously, wing defense is our, it's our biggest weakness thus far, as you highlighted, with Hero, Robinson, and Dragic. Uh, but we do – I wouldn't mind if we uh, signed a, a Rondé House Jefferson right now and cut you know, Mo Harkless. I think – it sounds like a lateral move in, in, in theory, but I think uh, – He'd probably provide us with much more energy and with the uh, the stout perimeter defense that we were expecting from Harkless when we uh, signed him. Actually, I like that move. That's a good move. <laughs> and I mean, one thing I want to say about the game was like it ended like the most heat way ever with a random heat killer hopping in and saving the day for Boston. And that heat killer, I think, I know one of you guys predicted this on the last pod, was none other than Peyton Pritchard. Do any of y'all want to talk about that real quick? That was a fluke. <laughs> I didn't even know who Shout that him. was. I had no clue Shout that him. guy was. Nobody bucks out and he made a play. It's, it's basketball, you know? Like, you can't, you know, that's, that's good on him for... You know, being aware enough to get the to get the put back. 
And he was the right right place, the right hu- time. He was positioned well. Everybody else was just like watching the ball while he just made the play. Honestly, he was a he was a good find late in the first round. I think he's already better. He's already better than uh, Jeff Teague. Teague is a, he's he's a wash player. Did Jeff Jeff Teague and is I, he like hurt or something? He's not hurt. He hasn't he hasn't really been good since he left Atlanta. Yeah, he is, man. Jeff Teague. And the Kemba Walker thing, I honestly think, think that Kemba Walker does not fit with the Celtics. I think they're gonna trade him. They're gonna try to trade him eventually. I think they should have tried to trade him. They should have traded him over the offseason, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought they were trying to. Yeah, wasn't there, there like rumors? There, there were like... there were rumors that they were trying to trade him for Drew Holiday, which honestly that would have made them a better team. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah, Boston team with Drew Holiday. <sighs> Yeah, they should have. They should have made the move for Miles Turner, but nah, we're lucky. Yeah, Miles is going. I mean, Sabonis is back, so like his numbers are down. But Pacers, you know, Pacers. We, if they if they stay put, the way the season is going, if they stay healthy and everything, they they're they're, they're a much sure. better team. Than, they're they much better it. team than they were last year. Yeah, because Brogdon is back too, because he was hurt. A good portion of last season, so. And their their coach is better too. Mm-hmm. Who did they hire? Uh, forget his name. But yeah, anyways. So I know one thing about the game was the hero slander went wild. So I don't know because I know everyone. I know even I sort of got hopped on. I can't lie about that. But I know everyone was talking about, you know, he didn't, he wasn't able to, um, what's it called, block out. And then there was also the fact that, um, and people were joking about this, how he always likes to steal rebounds from Bam. And then the one time he could have gotten the rebound, he chose not to, to let another white player for Boston instead get the rebound instead. The slander was endless for him. <laughs> I mean, but... You know, we'll just see how he plays tonight. This looks like the type of game for Tyler Hero to hop in and hopefully have himself a solid night. So we'll see what happens there. But moving forward, I want to hop into some questions that, you know, I I let some of Heat Nation ask. So let's move into that. So one person asks, name one thing you're disappointed with so far and one thing you're satisfied with. Can it can be about a player or the team as a whole? So, what is that for you guys? I'm disappointed we paid Myers Leonard nine million dollars to sit on the bench. <laughs> Anyone else? More Harkless for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's anything wrong with him. Or if I don't, I, I really don't know. Maybe because he had no, like it was really no off season, no no training camp or anything like that. But so far, that that acquisition looks like it's not gonna make any difference whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that I'm not disappointed in Bam. I think he's playing well throughout the season, but I'm disappointed that he's not taking more shots and being more aggressive offensively. I'd like to see him. Uh, Attack more as the season goes on. Dra- well, Dragic mostly. Right. I mean, 
we don't know if he's a hundred percent yet still. So like I'd rather him like take it be cautious than just, you know, be full attack as he as he was in the playoffs. Be disappointed that we didn't address uh the rebounding issue that we suffered from last season. Obviously losing Jay that created a bigger problem. And the only exciting thing I'm seeing is that Bam is consistently putting up uh, closer to 20 points a game. So if if there's something to be happy about, we'll be that. I'm satisfied with how Precious has played. He's looked like a really consistent rookie. Um, I kind of view him as like Montrez Harris, better defense. And I think he's going to be good, man. Just give him some time and – you know, hopefully if you develop the three, I think he can uh, play next to Bam and hopefully, you know, maybe use that answer at the four. Um, it's going to take some years, but, you know, I, I'm really liking how he's how he's looking right out of college with no tra- with no full training camp and no summer league. That's, uh, that's a good pickup. Whoa, guys, we just had a Shams bomb. What happened? What happened? Bradley Beal is <laughs> out tonight versus the Heat with COVID uh, safety protocols. Jesus, it all, it all it all began with the Wizards. So it makes sense. Now we're gonna now we're gonna lose for sure. Watch because this. Matthews is gonna score thirty two points on our face. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's what I was just about to say that because I remember it was like last year something similar like this happened. Then you had Garrison Matthews come out of nowhere and drop twenty eight. Yeah, that famous game like, that we lost. He fans are probably saying right now, Beal is out because he doesn't want to play against his future team. (laughs) I mean, but his comments, though, the fact that he went out and said that they they couldn't play defense against a parked car, like, it's the truth. They can't got nobody. (laughs) But what what do you think? You know, like, you know, the. I don't understand. Like, they traded for Westbrook, who was already, you know, declining in Houston. And, I mean, that guy has dropped off tremendously. I, I But I guess he never developed a shot. I always thought he was going to be like Dwayne Wade, who, like, ended up becoming a better shooter with age when he lost his athleticism. But Westbrook is just – man, he's bad. It is bad. His mid range used to be automatic. I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. And I don't know. I want. I just wonder how Beal feels. Because do I think he'll ever get traded? To be honest, I've given up on that. But like, it was him. If I'm not mistaken, it was him who was pulling for Washington to trade Wool for Westbrook. So I mean, considering that you pushed so hard for your team to get this guy. And, you know, he's not really performing at the level you wanted him to perform perform on. You know, that makes you wonder, like, what's going through his mind? You know, like, do, are you... I mean, in my opinion, he's probably feeling really disappointed about that. Does it mean that he'll want out? I don't even know anymore because this is Bill we're talking about. They can go 0-82 and, and then he'll still hop on the press and be like, yeah, I want to be here forever. So I mean, the, the Wizards' issues are like way more than just Westbrook or John Wall. Even if they had John Wall right now, it wouldn't make no For difference. Sure, yeah. It still would have been the same situation. They, it's not like John Wall is this great defensive player that 
changes your your team, uh, how your team plays defensively. He'd never been a good defensive player. So, honestly, it wouldn't make no difference. It just, it just, Wizards have this weird mix of the team. They have a lot of young players, and then they have these two all-star players. They just, like, I don't, they got to find some type of balance, and obviously the coaching does not help. Scott Brooks, yeah, he's, he's he apparently still runs the same plays that he used to run at Oklahoma because Russell, uh, Russell called him out, like, last year or a year before on a play that Russ knew from the days of Oklahoma. So that's not a good thing. Like, that you means, like, you're not, you're not getting better as a coach. You're still running the same things, doing the same mistakes. So, yeah, like, uh, Scott Brooks – I think they should have fired him when the season ended. I, I guess they gave him another chance because, you know, mm-hmm. all the injuries and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, – if, if if Wizards don't start winning in the next five games, I think Scott Brooks will get fired. Yeah, I actually think that eventually be a last out. It seems like his, uh, his wife on Twitter is, like, close to doing it for him. Right. Yeah, if you want some out badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she retweeted the um that video of the guy of the guy he's screaming at the dog saying, "I'm yeah. gonna get you out of there, out of there." See, but the thing, his wife always been like acting on social media. It's been like this is not the first time she, she's been doing this for like quite a while now. So I don't know if she's just like trolling along yeah. or whatnot, but. I'm starting to like not put a lot of weight on that side because it's like, like I said, she's been doing this for a long time. So maybe she's just, you know, she's good at Twitter and that's all it is. I mean, yeah, because she did like, I remember she liked um, a Beal post where someone had him photoshopped in the Heat jersey. She liked that. So, and I mean, nothing's changed since then. So, yeah, like what you said, it's probably just a troll job. You know, I, I know that Beal's been a really loyal guy, and I'm not saying that, you know, he's going to, you know, outright act with, even though I kind of think that that's a possibility. Like, I just feel like you're that talented and just legacy-wise, you, you want to be known as a winner. But I feel like it's going to get to a point where he's going to say, like, I wouldn't be mad if I got moved. And then it kind of devolves from there as they keep losing. You know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. – like, internally, Beal would not be upset if a better team traded for him. He has, a, like, Damian Lillard loyalty to the team. But, you know, what do you mention, you know, uh, Scott Brooks? But I think the general manager needs to be let go because, I mean, you traded – John Wall, I get it. He was injured for Westbrook, and then you put no team around this guy. You signed Davis Bertrands to like a hundred million dollar contract. I don't know. It's just bad decisions over there. There's no team. They, they had to give that money to Bertrand, so that that's what that's what that's what players like him are starting to. Yeah, the the market is oversaturated, so. You're going to see players like Bertrand, Duncan next year. They will get that type of money because of what they do to their offense and their importance. So, yes, if they didn't give that money to him, some other team would have gave it to him. So, Yeah. But anyways, so what's your expectations for tonight's game, though? I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a blowout. 
hopefully we get to see some KZ minutes. But I just when when you when you can't defend any, anybody and your two offensive hubs are out, like it's a scrub's probably gonna have a good game, but I don't think it's gonna be enough. We'll probably see Hero drop like thirty or something because no one's defending him. Duncan's probably gonna have like five threes. Bam, it's gonna have a good game. It'll be uh, it'll be a good Heat win. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, if we, if we don't blow them out, all it's honestly. Uh, I mean, this Wizards defense is pitiful. So. <laughs> like I said, I, I will be. Anyway, it's also blow them out, but it doesn't really mean much for me. I don't know. Just watch for one of these scrubs, man. I mean, if it was Garrison Matthews, you don't know who's next. I mean, yeah, Honestly. someone, someone's got to score, right? Anyway, and it's, so it's going to be someone that we've probably never heard of, or but you know, it's not going to affect the outcome of the of the game, or at least it shouldn't, because if they lose to this team, then that's uh, that's really bad. Honestly, with everything going on, I'm kind of like I don't know how much longer the season, if if this type of like all of these cases keep coming and like all these players have to be isolated and two weeks out and whatnot. Like if if we have like three, four, five teams that end up like Philly ended up today, but this pace, I I wouldn't be shocked if the season gets stopped. I don't know for a week or two or something. I don't know what they're gonna do, but 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 the way it's going, it doesn't seem very promising. It's just a lot of. Especially, especially, it seems to be East Coast teams for whatever reason. It's a little bit weird, but uh, yeah, I don't. I think the season might be in trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say they're gonna cancel the season, but I think they will. If this trend keeps going, I think they will stop for at least two weeks, maybe towards the end of the month. It's a possibility. But I wonder if, like, a lot of these cases are in states with more relaxed COVID laws, and some of these, some of the players are kind of just like, eh, I don't really care. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody's James Harden, but we know that some guys legit do not care about, you know, going out and getting COVID or spreading it. So I think that's very possible that, you know, because these are, these are relatively young millionaires and they're dudes, and dudes take risks, and, you know, We've seen a lot of a lot of people that don't really care about the fact that there's a pain. So if you live in an area where you're able to do whatever, you know, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. Not in Miami though. And we're in Florida. Not yet. Not yet. You know, Florida is one of those states where it's like <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know what's the crazy thing? They say this Bradley Beal is out, and uh, it's because trace uh, contact tracing exposure to Jason Tatum. So it's not even players being out. Maybe it's just players giving it to other players. So it's like a chain reaction. So we don't even. It doesn't even have to be players breaking, you know, the rules outside of the, like in their free time. Like I don't. I don't, I just don't know this this whole situation. It's very complicated to make sense of it. So like, I don't know if there is a, a an exact way to like pinpoint what started it or who who started it. Yeah. 
But I think they're going to have to work through it like the NFL did. But see, the, yeah, the, like difference, the difference is NFL got 60 players. NBA teams got 15, 17 players. If you got eight players out for two weeks, right, you basically that that's not that's half of your team out. Yeah. You know what? Like now that now that I think about it, that might be why racking up wins at the at the beginning of the season is important because you don't want to be kind of on the edge of the playoffs and then all of a sudden you get a huge COVID five of you know, five in a row or something, you know, and then you're out. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so moving forward, though, and, you know, hopefully, you know, as we move forward with, you know, this COVID thing, hopefully things do get better, but it is unpredictable, but we'll see what happens with that. You know, I then want to move into more about the Heat with another um, fan question. So another person asked is, why isn't Avery Bradley starting? Do you guys want to talk about that real quick? Well, I think it has to do a lot with the fact that they committed to Hero and him being a young guy. They don't want to, like, move him back. You can already tell there's something going on with him in comparison to last season. His confidence is not where it was, not even half. Um, I think ultimately Duncan Robinson is like a staple. They're not going to be moving him anytime soon because that was their pedigree to success last season. Um, I think that what we're going to end up seeing is probably at least another five to ten games where Hero is starting. And then if it continues to get bad, then they'll have to be forced to make that move. But right now, I think they're going to stick with Hero and Duncan as they're starting to. Yeah, I mean, with the Hero thing, Hero, it might be the trade rumors with Hero. I mean, I don't know if it's something going on in his personal life or anything. But one thing that we know for sure, his name has been, his name has been mentioned quite often all the time as far as James Harden trade. So, I mean, he's young. He definitely has social media. He definitely sees everything. So, I wouldn't... It's not a far-fetched thing that just like it happened with the Lakers' young core, it's impacting him, too, in in maybe a negative way. No matter how much they say, like, oh, they don't pay attention to it or, like, it doesn't bother them, they they have access. They see all this. So, it definitely... It's in the back of their head most of the time, no matter what they say. Yeah, if you're committed to Hero, they want to get a really good look. They kind of have to know what they have in him. Like, I don't think he's a huge risk of being benched. Um, I think that as far as Avery Bradley goes, if they started him playing Jimmy at the four, which isn't ideal. I don't think you want to do that long term. Um, And, like, it, it solves some of the defensive issues for sure, but you know, as we've seen, you want to preserve him and, and the other guys as much as possible and make him play up like that would be very stressful for him. So I think that if anything, like if, if they're doing really poorly, they move here to the bench for Dragic. I think Joe said that he likes that bench unit of, of Iggy and uh, Avery Bradley. So that's probably why he's he's not starting. 
Um, yeah, now, point being, I think Spo just likes Avery Bradley off the bench. I think it just fits. And, you know, it's yeah. easier to have everybody at their more natural positions if Avery Bradley is, uh, is backing guys up. Mm-hmm. If now he wants to unleash them for the playoffs. For that, that's, that's always the potential with Spo. He always likes to do that sneaky stuff, you know. He moved Goron to the starting lineup for the playoffs, I think. So then also, so another question someone asked was, let's see. Some of these are transaction questions, but I feel like we talk about transactions so much, and we already talked about transactions with Beal. I feel like not going into that more. Um, let's see. Or you know what? Maybe we could get into this because rebounding is a problem. Should LaMarcus Aldridge be a top priority in trade talk? He should definitely be up there. Like, if if uh, if we're saying that, Kyle, for instance, if Kyle Lowry was number one, then LaMarcus Aldridge should be uh, maybe number two or number three. On the uh, on the targets list, he can. Get, he he's he still does a lot well. He can still his mid range jumper is obviously automatic, and he and he stretched his range out to three point range. So, yeah, he's a perfect fit. I I would put him ahead of Lowry. I mean, as much as impactful as Lowry is, I think he's in a perfect fit. You know what he brings with rebounding and shooting from the mid range, and now his three point shot. That that sort of game would complement Miami system so well and he can play next to Bam amazingly. It's a perfect fit. Uh, I'm like not as... I mean, I, I think I would make that move for LaMarcus, but I feel like I'm less hyped about it just because, I mean, this season, right? But from three, he's only shooting 29% and he's only averaging, or he, he is averaging less than five rebounds a game. So I feel like and I, I don't know that defensively, you know, you want him guarding guys like Embiid in the playoffs. Um, he's probably he'd probably be the straight up rim protector we have. But you know, if he's if he's going up, if you're expecting to make it to the finals and you want him to guard, you know, Jokic or or AD or in the playoffs, you know, Embiid. I, I don't know how well that's going to work. But he he would really be the second best big behind Bam. Well, to match to match salaries for him, you're trading two of uh, Myers Leonard, Kelly Olenek, and Andre Iguodala. Uh, if you can uh, keep Iguodala and send out the other two contracts, I think that's a, I think it's that's a no brainer deal because you're not compromising any of your of your wing defense in that deal. That's true. I think you would lose shooting with uh, if you gave up Olenek, though. Yeah, there, there's that. But I also think you're also getting a head start on 2021 with his bird rights. And because he's already going to be 35 going into 36 season, you could probably get him on a cheap contract for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be the hope. How much is he making this year? All right. So then now we've talked about another question someone wants to ask is and I don't know this is kind of an interesting one is Tyler Hero the Marquise Brown of the NBA 
Like, do, do you guys understand that? Or... Well, basically, just real quick, so you guys understand what that means is, in other words, does Tyler Hero simply have one good season and show all-star potential only for the next season to come where he's not as good but still show some flashes of that potential? So, in other words, Marquise Brown. I mean, development isn't always linear. Like, you can take, uh, for example, you can take Jalen Brown. Uh, he had... I think he had a very good sophomore season, and uh, I think he uh, he didn't take he didn't take the jump that many Celtics fans were ex- were expecting him to take in his uh, uh, third season. But uh, obviously, last year he was he took that jump, and then this year he took another jump. So obvi- growth growth doesn't always occur in a straight line. Like Hero, he might perhaps that jump does not come this year, but it might come next year. Mm-hmm. He could be suffering from the sophomore slump too, what they call it. You know, Hello? where he hits, he hits a rookie wall. You know, and that's potentially what's happening. And apart from the trade rumors and stuff like that, I, I think it's way too early to tell if he's suffering from the Marquise Brown syndrome. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, it's way too early to worry. He'll he'll be a fine player, but I mean, it also depends on you know your expectations for him in the first place. Like, if you think Tyler Hero is going to be, you know, James Harden or Dwayne Wade, Kobe or whatever other ridiculous expectations people have, then, you know, he's probably not going to make that type of a jump anyway. But I don't think it's too early to say that he'd be an all-star caliber guard or even a guy who's averaging 20 points or something. You know, it's... And also, also to add to that, I I think the pressure from Heat Nation is to get him to a 20-point-a-game score because of the timelines with Jimmy and Bam and Drogic. But, you know, he's still a very young player, you know, second year. He really didn't have an offseason. So keep on adding to the thing. It's way too early to make that assumption. I mean, also, he doesn't have to be that. I think that's what people are missing is this team isn't built around Tyler Hero. You know, he doesn't have to be a 20, 25-per-game score for this team to be successful. They're in the finals with him, you know, with his production last year. And I, I don't think – I think it's going to take more than that, you know, as a team to get back there. But, you know, he, he's not the guy. He just has to be, you know, he just has to improve a, a decent amount but outside of that, like, we're not- and what I would add to that, even going one step further, is shooting to me is the biggest concern right now. As soon as he gets that back, which I know he will, the shooters don't forget how to shoot. That's going to build his confidence up again. Because I don't know, you guys remember last year, how many games did Hero hit a big three or, you know, hit those? in transition against Philadelphia against Boston in the playoffs like that's his like marquee game right there yeah he'll be fine I'm not worried about it just to double check you guys can hear me yeah I hear you so anyways I know game is about to start so I don't want to take too long is there anything else you guys feel like we should hit on or No, I'm good if anyone else has anything. 
Uh, come down to Miami, Bradley Beal. If you're listening to this, you got a nice spot for you in the starting lineup. It'd be pretty great. Yo, Get your ring. The uh, so deal for Beal, Pat. Deal for Beal, Pat. Remember, deal for Beal. All right, so with that being said, are we ready to call it an episode, guys? Yeah, that's fine. Yep, yep. All right, so without further ado, we out. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Heat vs. the World podcast, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode.